Welcome to Beautiful Soul Sunday, and thank you for tuning in. Listen, we want you to be encouraged, uplifted, and strengthened in your faith as you listen to the show today. And we pray that this podcast will be a blessing to your soul. Now, here's your host, Dr. Lynn Gope. Grace and peace, beautiful souls. Rise and shine. It is a beautiful soul Sunday because this is the day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. This is your host, your sister, your auntie. Yes, your girl, Dr. Lynn Gobo, is back again this week to give you another dose of the most insight, inspiration, energy, encouragement, and love. That is what I am here to give you a dose of. So listen, I hope that you are here for it. I am here for it. So come on in as I release some positive vibes to you wherever you are listening from, your phone, your home, your car, your computer, or maybe even your radio or your television this week. Listen, again, I would like to say thank you to all of my listeners nationwide and internationally who continue to support your girl's Godcast podcast each week. Listen, you know, I love you and I appreciate all of you for tuning into the show. And as always, I am sending you big hearts and lots of love, even some air hugs right back to all of you all across the world. So family, I pray that all of you beauties had an absolutely amazing week on last week. And before I get into the content of today's show, since today is the anniversary of 9-11, I do just want to let all of the family members and friends who may have lost loved ones during those tragic events, especially on today, I want you to know that you are in our thoughts and prayers. So family, this week, we are continuing our discussion from part one of last week's episode, Still I Rise. And you know, I made a statement on last week because the title of the podcast, of course, came from none other than the great Dr. Maya Angelou's poem, Still I Rise. And I made a statement that she was the greatest poet that ever lived. But listen, I know some people may beg to differ, and that's okay. But let me just rephrase that and say that she is one of the best poets that ever lived. And of course, reading from the passage in Psalms 27, written by King David, who was also a poet. Listen, his poetry, I can say, is unmatched because it is the word of God. So I just wanted to do a little cleanup, clarify that, and throw that out there and mention that as well. But again, the title for Dr. Maya Angelou's poem, Still I Rise, was really dissected by a lot of people and it is primarily about self-respect and confidence. And in the poem, Dr. Angelo reveals 
how she will overcome anything through her self-esteem. She shows how nothing can get her down because she is rising above it and she will rise to any occasion and nothing, not even her skin color, will hold her back. And the lesson in it is about overcoming oppression with grace and pride, having no sympathy for the oppressors, giving validity to the reasons for the oppression. But Still I Rise was originally written to address the discrimination that Black people faced due to systemic racism in the United States. And the first stanza of the poem starts with stating how words have no power over her. And the second stanza tells about the confidence and a positive attitude that the narrator possesses. And the third stanza is the comparison of certainty of nature with her resilience and determination to rise against challenges. Broadly speaking, the poem is an assertion of the dignity and resilience of marginalized people in the face of oppression. Because Dr. Angelo often wrote about blackness and black womanhood, Still I Rise can also be read more specifically as a critique of anti-black racism. The tone of the poem is admiring, hopeful, and passionate. And of course, I played the poem for you, which was recited by her on last week's episode. But from the poem, you can tell that she has a lot of sassiness and haltiness just to let you know that, listen, there is absolutely no one who is going to bring her down. So I really love and admire that about her. And I mentioned last week that I really felt led in my spirit to read Psalms 27 and really dissect that passage of scripture. And of course, it was written by King David, who was also a poet. So it kind of flows together. And I do want to pick back up this week beginning with verse 8, because there are 14 verses, and I did go through half of the verses last week, and I want to conclude with the other half this week. So beginning in Psalms 27 and verse 8, it says this, When thou saidest, Seek ye my face, my heart said unto thee, Thy face, Lord, will I seek. So this verse is saying, listen, whenever you go into worship or into prayer, you can ask, beg, beseech, seek, inquire, and make your request and your desires known to me, because when you do, I am going to give you favor. But when you invited me to come into your presence to ask you for my heart's desires, my intellect, wisdom, and understanding, listen, it reasoned within myself to the point that I had to check myself and watch this question my own motives before coming into your presence 
to ask you for anything. And once I examined myself, my heart said to thee, your face and your favor is what I want. Oh, my goodness. So David is saying, Lord, you are the one that I want. And in verse nine, he says this, hide not your face far from me, put not your servant away in anger. Thou hast been my help. Leave me not, neither forsake me, O God of my salvation. So in this verse, David is saying, listen, don't conceal or keep your secrets from me. Don't hide your presence from me or keep your favor from me. Put not your servant away in anger. In other words, God, don't be mad at me. Don't turn your back on me or turn your nose up at me because you have always helped me and you have always come to my rescue. So please don't leave me now or refuse me or forsake me or fail me, but join forces with me, O great judge, the supreme God of my salvation and my deliverance. Verse 10 says, when my father and my mother forsake me, then the Lord will take me up. So David is saying, when my father and my mother leave me, or when my own parents fail me, I am confident that the Lord, the self-existent one, will destroy my enemies. But watch this, while he is removing and destroying my enemies, he will restore, recover, and reward me. Verse 11 says, Teach me your way, O Lord, and lead me in a plain path because of my enemies. So in verse 11, David is saying, teach and instruct me about your manners and teach me how to communicate with you, O Lord, and lead me, guide me into justice and show me what's right and show me how to keep it straight for the purpose of combating my opponent and my adversary. Verse 12 says, Deliver me not over unto the will of my enemies, for false witnesses are risen up against me. Did you catch that? False witnesses are risen up against me and such as breathe out cruelty. So listen, David is saying there are forces coming against me, rising against me. But listen, watch how he rises above them. Oh my goodness. So he is saying in verse 12, deliver me not to the will of the one who seeks and takes pleasure in destroying my soul, the enemy who tries to torture me and cause sorrow, calamity, affliction, and grief even though lying witnesses who breathe injustice and violence rise up and come against me. But listen to what he says in verse 13. I had fainted unless I had believed to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. In other words, he is saying, I have fainted unless I had believed, discerned, regarded, trusted and respected to see the beauty and the goodness of the eternal God in a large country, 
in the company of people who are strong, who are mighty, people who are vibrant, and people who are, watch this, not dead, but alive. Then he concludes with verse 14 by saying this, wait on the Lord, be of good courage, and he shall strengthen your heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. So he is saying, listen, wait patiently near God and be strengthened, courageous, and encouraged, and he shall increase and prevail regarding your feelings, your understanding, your intellect, your mind, your will, your emotions, and listen, wait patiently for him. Wait, I say, on God. So what is he saying? Listen, you are going to have trouble. The enemy may come against you, but if you just wait on God, be patient, wait, because when you do, he will cause you to rise above it. And even James tells us in James chapter four, verse 10, to humble yourselves before the Lord and he will lift you up. So what is James saying? Listen, he will lift you up and cause you to rise. And we also talked about that in Psalms 27 verse six on last week. I'm going to read the NIV version of that scripture. It says, then my head will be exalted above the enemies who surround me at his sacred tent. I will sacrifice with shouts of joy and I will sing and make music to the Lord. That is the New International Version of the Bible and the English Standard Version of that same scripture says this, and now my head shall be lifted up above my enemies all around me, and I will offer in his tent sacrifices with shouts of joy. I will sing and make melody to the Lord. And also in the NIV version of the Bible in Psalms 42 and 5, it says this, Why is my soul so cast down? Why am I so disturbed within myself? Then the B portion of that verse says, put your hope in God for, watch this, I will yet praise him, my savior and my God. And if you listened to last week's episode, I talked about having a yet down in your spirit. And I do want to continue my discussion on that this week. But before I get into that, I am going to take a short break. And when I come back, we are going to get into it and talk about that some more. So stay tuned. And I will be right back after this brief announcement. Hey, what's up, family? Listen, if you have not heard about Anchor, it is the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. First of all, it is absolutely free. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so that it can be heard on Spotify, 
Apple Podcasts, and many other podcast platforms. And guess what? You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It is everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Welcome back to the show, beauties. So before the break, I talked about how I kind of touched on last week having a yet down in your spirit. And I do want to talk about that some more this week, because if you remember on last week, I talked about how Job had a yet down in his spirit in Job chapter 13, verse 15, when Job said, Though he slay me, yet will I trust him. And to recap from last week, the word yet means even in my affliction and in my pain, I am going to stay and watch this, wait right here until God delivers me. And remember, that's what King David concluded with in Psalms 27, 14. Wait on the Lord, be of good courage, and he shall strengthen your heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. In my affliction, I'm going to wait. In my pain, I'm going to wait. And even in my grief, I am going to wait right here until I see my change come. So listen, when you are going through a battle, you could say, I may not look victorious yet, or I might not have it all together yet, but don't let my yet fool you because while I'm in pain and while I'm broken and while I'm hurting, listen, don't draw a conclusion against my yet. Don't bury me just yet because even when the enemy tries to bury you, And even if you have a death or a near death experience, and even when the enemy tries to count you out, God has the ability to raise you up from your deathbed or your bed of affliction. That's what happened in Mark chapter five, beginning with verse 21. This is the passage where Jesus heals the woman with the issue of blood. And he also heals Jairus's daughter. Verse 21 says, And when Jesus was passed over again by ship unto the other side, much people gathered unto him, and he was nigh unto the sea. Verse 22 says, And behold, there comes one of the rulers of the synagogue, Jairus by name, And when he saw him, he fell at his feet. Verse 23 says, And he besought him greatly, saying, My little daughter lieth at the point of death. I pray thee, or I beg thee, come and lay your hands on her, that she may be healed, and she shall live. Verse 24 says, And Jesus went with him, and much people, or many people, followed him, and they thronged him. And a certain woman, which had an issue of blood twelve years, had suffered many things of many physicians, 
and she spent all that she had and nothing made her better. As a matter of fact, she became worse. So listen, while Jesus is going to heal Jairus's daughter, this is where the woman with the issue of blood pressed through the crowd and she touched the hem of his garment. So listen, while he is going to heal someone else, this woman gets healed in the process before he makes it to heal Jairus's daughter in verse 35, dropping all the way down to there. It says, while he yet spake, a ruler from the synagogue came and said, your daughter is dead. And I just love the response of Jesus in verse 36 out of Mark chapter 5. It says, as soon as Jesus heard the word that was spoken, he said to the ruler of the synagogue, be not afraid, only believe. And verse 37 says, and he suffered no man to follow him except Peter, James and John, John, the brother of James. And verse 38 says, and he came to the house of the ruler of the synagogue and he saw that they were already crying and weeping greatly. And in verse 39, it says, when he came in and saw them crying, I'm paraphrasing, he asked them, listen, why are you crying? The girl is not dead. She is only asleep. And in verse 40, it says they laughed him to scorn. So since they laughed and since they did not believe, Jesus basically kicked them out and he took the mother and the father and they entered in where the girl was. And in verse 41, it says this, he took the damsel by the hand and he said unto her, Talitha Kuma, listen, guys, Jesus spoke in tongues. He said, Talitha Kuma, which is being interpreted, damsel, I say unto thee, arise. And in verse 42, straightway the damsel arose and she walked, for she was of the age of 12 years old. And I do want to point out, he's on his way to heal the girl who is 12 years old in the process the woman with the issue of blood who had the issue for 12 years was also healed on his way to heal this girl who was also 12 years old. But when he healed her, they were all astonished. And I'm going to say made to look like liars, right? Because Jesus had them to leave the room with their unbelieving spirits. And I'm sure they were probably outside telling other people, Jesus is in there trying to raise a dead girl. And I'm sure they were still laughing, still talking about him. But when he did it, they were all astonished. And I really feel a prophetic word for someone right here because you have been going through something and people have been laughing you to scorn. But listen, they are all about to be astonished at what God is going to do in your life. I'm telling you, believe it, just like in this passage of scripture. And in verse 43, he basically told them, listen, the girl needs something to eat. So just go and get her something to eat. And listen, don't tell anybody about this. <laughs> Listen, this young girl was dead, but Jesus raised her back up. 
So I want to encourage someone today, no matter what you are going through, listen, don't allow it to bury you. Gather yourself, gather your thoughts, get yourself together, gather the faculties of your mind and awaken yourself from your sleep, your slumber, your fatigue, even your grave and rise above your circumstances and your situation. Even when someone mistreats you, does you wrong, lies on you, and even tries to bury you, listen, God will cause your enemies to be your footstool and he will vindicate you, fight for you, and raise you up from your deathbed, from a bed of affliction, hardship, misery, pain, sorrow, suffering, grief, calamity, misfortune, trial, or tribulation, I don't care what it looks like, wait on God and don't let go of your yet praise. Take the attitude of Job because what Job was saying is this, don't judge me on my yet. If you are going to judge me, judge me on, watch this, my yes, because God is not looking for your yet. He's looking for your yes. Yes to your will. Yes to your way. Completely yes, Lord. My soul says yes. My heart says yes. My mind says yes. Completely yes. Because the Bible says in James chapter 5, verse 12, let your yes be yes. And in 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 20, it says, all of the promises of God are yes, and so be it, meaning that all of God's promises find their yes in him. Before I end the show today, I just want to leave you with another Lynn Goble original quote, and it simply says this, allow God to turn your yet into a yes. Listen, beauties, that is my time. Keep a yet praise down in your spirit and keep rising to the occasion. Keep living your best life for Christ, which is a blessed life. Keep feasting on the word of God. Be intentional to be a blessing to someone else. Stay positive, stay healthy, body, soul, and spirit. Always be kind Keep a beautiful mind and listen, never ever forget who God called you to be, purposed you to be, and created you to be. And that is a beautiful, dope soul. God bless you. We hope you enjoyed the show today. Don't forget to subscribe to Beautiful Soul Sunday on Apple Podcasts, Anchor, Spotify, or any other podcast platform. Also, follow Beautiful Soul Sunday on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter, or visit our website at beautifulsoulsunday.com. Until next time, blessings, grace, and peace be multiplied.